Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be set and so we're still in Joshua. 15, where Israel has conquered the inhabitants of the land and Joshua is starting to distribute the land out to the tribes. And uh, I'm in Joshua chapter 15, verse 13. Before I read, I'll tell you a quick story. I was at a restaurant and I was there ahead of my wife. I was waiting for Anna and my wife to get there. And so the waitress knew I had one more coming. So she brings, sets down some tea or something, and I have my iPhone out, and I'm using the, the friend finder, they call it, where you can track whoever you add. And I only have my wife in there. And the waitress sees me tracking my wife in the phone, and she goes, oh, you track your wife? And kind of smartly, right? Well, rather than me getting offended by it, I decided to kind of jump in and see where we could go with this. I said, yes, I do. She goes, why? I wouldn't want my husband tracking me. And I said, well, she's my wife, and I love her. I care about her. I care where she is. It's not a control issue. It's just I, I, it's a protection issue. I, I just want to know. And she said, I, I just don't want my husband tracking me. And she was very upset about it. So I went and asked a question. I felt like I had the right to ask because she kind of butted into my business. So, <laughs> so I asked her, well, how come you don't want your husband tracking you? She goes, well, because I like to go shopping at the mall and he doesn't want me to. And I said, so don't you think maybe there's a reason he doesn't want you shopping at the mall? Maybe there's a money issue or something. She goes, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm my own person. You know, I thought, oh, my gosh, this doesn't sound good. And I said, well, I, I turn the tables for a minute. What if uh, what if you were tracking your husband and caught him out there kind of goofing around? She goes, well, he knows better. Oh, my goodness. I won't tell you how the rest of that conversation went, but I did ask her how long she'd been married. She said a whole year, and I said, well, a whole year. I said, it's not going to be much longer at the rate that it's going. It's not about control, and it's not about ownership, and it's about accountability. It's about protection, and you, because you care. And uh, she just didn't understand that. She she just didn't understand this tracking thing, and and uh, but it, it can be helpful, you know, if you ever get off course, like one time my wife made a wrong turn and she went the wrong way. I was able to see that she was heading the wrong way. And so I could call her on the phone or text her or something and say, hey, you're going the wrong way. You need to take a U-turn up at the road up ahead and come back this way and then turn left, etc. Get her back on track. Well, I like that about the Lord is I want him in my life. I want him tracking me. I want him to know where I'm at. And, and he does. He, he knows where we are. And you should know where Jesus is in your life as well. It's not about control and about all this stuff. It's about protection and love because you care about him. But some people don't see it that way. They just, they don't understand godly order. They don't understand the protection and, and, and the care 
that's in this because they just have a different mindset, I guess, so best I could say. But anyway, that was kind of a hook line I wanted to lead into real quick. Before we get into Joshua 15, 13, you'll see how it relates later. But Joshua 15 and verse 13 now says, Now to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he gave a share among the children of Judah, according to the commandment of the Lord, to Joshua, namely Kirjath Arba, which is Hebron. Arba was the father of Anak. Caleb drove out the three sons of Anak from there, Sheshai, Ahiman, and Talmai, the children of Anak. Then he went up from there to the inhabitants of Debir. Formerly, the name of Debir was Kirjath Sefer. And Caleb said, He who attacks Kirjath Sefer and takes it, to him I will give Aksa, my daughter, as wife. So Othniel, the son of Kenaz, the, the brother of Caleb, took it. And he gave him Aksa, his daughter, as wife. Now, it was so when she came to him that she persuaded him to ask her father for a field. So he dis- so she dismounted from her donkey, and Caleb said to her, What do you wish? She answered, Give me a blessing. Since you have given me land in the south, give me also springs of water. So he gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. Okay, first of all, all you dads out there, Othniel, isn't this the kind of guy you want for your daughter? A real man, a man with guts. He had courage and he had the strength and the will to go back it all up. He went up there and, and, and attacked. Now, I like Othniel. He's not just going to lay around all day, not have a job and, you know, playing video games. And, <laughs> you know, you've seen it and it's all too common today. Oh, goodness another story. But Othniel, apparently he really had a great love for Caleb's daughter, Aksa. So he sacrificed himself. He went and attacked. He could have lost his life. He gave himself, he sacrificed himself to go and fight for her. Caleb called for an attack. Othniel responded because he loved Aksa. He gave himself and sacrificed himself for her. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. And that's what Othniel did. He gave himself for Aksa. It's very biblical for husbands to love your wives and give yourself for her, just like Christ himself gave himself for us. Othniel sacrificed himself. He went out and fought the victory, and he won. Well, same with Christ. Jesus Christ sacrificed himself, and he went out and fought for us, and he won the victory at the cross. And so Othniel, he represents a quite a good picture of Jesus Christ for us here. And so now Othniel and Aksa, they are now husband and wife. Now, I want you to take close notice of verse 18. And and one one thing, I know it's easy for some people to just listen to me. You're in your car, you hear me on the radio or the podcast or whatever, you're just driving and you don't see the text in front of you. It's easy to miss stuff like this because you're just hearing what I'm telling you. I want you to know this is written. And if you ever get an opportunity at all to stop for a minute and open your Bible, be it uh, in your phone or whatever, don't do this and drive, please, if you're hearing me on the radio. But if you can look in your actual Bible, it really helps because this is a very sticky subject here. It says in verse 18, I actually want you to see this. I want you to actually take your Bible out and look. Joshua 15 and verse 18. Take notice in verse 18. It says, She persuaded him to ask her father for a field. 
Okay, she's married to Othniel now, right? He went and fought for her. He gave himself for her. Now it says in verse 18, she's now a wife. She persuaded him to ask her father for a field. She did not, Aksa did not ask her father for a field on her own. She didn't say, well, he's my dad. I'll just go do it. She didn't do that. She requested permission. She went to Othniel first. She went, hear this, guys, listen, this is very important. She went through her husband. Did you hear that? She went through her husband. Feminist-minded people are going to, their heads are going to blow up right now at that. And, And that's exactly part of the problem of our culture today. It's very ungodly. I want you to hear the Bible. Again, if you did not look at this in verse 18, please look at your Bible and see where it says that. She didn't ask her father by herself. She didn't cop an attitude. Well, I don't need you to go to my own dad. She's a married woman now. She went through her husband. It says she persuaded him to ask her father for a field. What we see is that right away, she has a godly love for her husband, and she's doing it right in godly order. Ephesians 5.22 says this. It says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. Tough one, guys. Tough one. A lot of people don't like this. They think it's about the superiority and the control, and you want to just put your hands around my neck and own me, kind of like that waitress was with me. That's not what this is. Wives, let me read it again. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And for anybody who's thinking, well, Ray, you're, of course, going to read that several times because you're a man and you want to use the Bible. Uh, Wait a minute. Do you forget that I already first said that Othniel sacrificed himself and gave himself for Aksa? Let's keep the balance here, guys, okay? There's something for men and something for women. So hold on to all of it. Don't just pick and choose the parts you want to stir on, okay? The men give themselves for their wives, and the wives submit to, to the husband, and it's all biblical. I didn't write this. Don't send me your emails and be all mad and getting upset with me. I didn't write the Bible. It was here before me. It's here now, and it will be here forever after I am long gone, okay? This is the Bible. Aksa, she has a godly submission to Othniel. Why? Because this is God's order. God's order. Friends, we got to understand that God's order is severely being attacked in all kinds of ways. There's no order anymore. Now anybody that wants to feel like they're a different gender can say, well, I'm a different gender, and they can go in whatever bathroom they want to and claim all these try to claim all these rights as a different gender that they are not. And marriages are falling apart in divorce. Uh, I know people will say that marriage is high among Christians, but I contest that fact. I'd say that marriage in actual, genuine, authentic believers is still very, very highly kept. Uh, You know, Matthew 7, most people that think they're saved are not. And I believe that's why the divorce rate is so high, is a lot of people are not doing well and their belief as they think they are, and it's causing divorce. They're not in godly order. Everything we have in society today is being attacked. It's destroying God's order and our understanding of God's order. And so it's causing people to read something like this in the Bible and reject it and get mad at it. And I don't like it. I'm not going to do it. Hey, 
we have got to get in godly order. And Aksa and Othniel are giving us very, very good example of all this. But Aksa has a submission to Othniel because it's God's order. Now, this is, uh, is one of those very touchy, sensitive, politically incorrect things that gets people riled up. But you know, selfishness always makes people reject God's word. Now, I don't get on here to teach political correctness. If you want political correctness, go turn on the news. I'm not doing that. I'm teaching God's word. Um, that's very different from political correctness. So, ladies, I want to ask you something. Is it, how frustrating is it? And, and you know this happens. And guys, bear with me a minute. I'm, I'm on everybody's side here today. <laughs> ladies, isn't it frustrating when you tell him, I love you? And he kind of doesn't really say it back. You tell him, I love you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> thanks. You know, <laughs> what is that? Isn't that frustrating? So, ladies, let me um, let me try to relate with you. I, I can imagine it kind of burns you to no end, doesn't it? I mean, you just want to hear him say it back. You know what does the same thing back to us men, though? Hold that, ladies. You know what does the same thing to us men? It's contentious women who will not submit. If you expect your husband to love you, then submit to him. If you expect your husband to love you, then submit to him. It's godly order. It's how God designed us together as puzzle pieces, spiritually, to fit together. Now, it's troubling when women expect their husbands to love them and say they love them when the lady won't submit to him because it's out of order. No wonder he's not saying he loves you like he ought to because you're not submitting to him like you ought to, like the Bible says. And likewise, it's, it's hard for a woman to submit to a man who won't give himself for her. Othniel gave himself for Aksa. He didn't just sit around and, well, I'm just going to go hang around. And if she likes me, she likes me. And if not, what? And just be all lazy about it. He went and he stuck his neck out. He fought for her. Husbands, if you want your wives to submit to you, get off your tail and go give yourself for her. Put yourself on the line. Sacrifice yourself like Christ did for the church. Selfishness is tearing down marriages these days between men who won't give themselves for the woman, and women who won't submit themselves to the man, to the husband. Othniel and Aksa, such a small story here, but wow, look at it. They perfectly demonstrate a godly marriage. Othniel loved Aksa, so he sacrificed himself to win the victory for her. And so therefore, because he did that, Aksa, she demonstrated her love to Othniel by submitting to him. Now, today's woman might say, I don't need you to go talk to my own dad. But she's married in a godly marriage now. And so she chose to request her father for a field through her husband, Othniel. Okay? Ladies, if you want your husband to love you, then submit to him. Men, if you want your wife to submit to you, then love her. It's godly and it works. That's how it goes. But it also demonstrates Jesus Christ to others. Other lost people, it shows them Jesus through your marriage. Through your marriage, they're watching you. If people won't listen to you share the gospel verbally, 
they get turned off by it. Well, that's the way you believe, and I don't share your beliefs, and that's your church, and blah, blah, blah. Show them the gospel through your marriage. Show them the gospel through your marriage. They will see that. Now, don't be too proud to submit to God's order for marriage. Women, don't be too proud to submit to the man. And men, don't be too proud to give yourself for her and sacrifice yourself. Don't be too big. Either one. Either one of you. Let's all do it. Because it shows people the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I want to further the significance of this story by taking a look at why Oxo wanted more land. Now, in verse 19, we see that she has already been given the land in the south, but she also wanted springs of water. Apparently, the south land that she was given was too dry. It was too barren. And her, so her request for land was springs. That was a reasonable request because you can't raise a family on barren land. You're going to need water, gardening, animals, just to drink, you know, for the children, everything. It, you, she wants to raise a family. She wants to have an abundant life. And so Oxa asked of this land from Caleb through her husband, right? Right when she was about to get set off for her new married life. Now, we know this because she'd just gotten married. She just got Othniel's approval to go ask her dad for a field. And verse 18 says she dismounted from her donkey. Now, she dismounted from her donkey in front of Caleb. So we can see that she's just now about to leave dear old dad to set out for her own new married life. Any of you girls, when you got married and you're about to leave, you know this really touched your dad's heart. This is going to be an emotional time where Caleb's heart for her, for Oxa, would be so much more tender because his little girl's about to leave. And so as a father, Caleb's heart is very soft for her right now, which is why he blesses her request. Now, this moment here gives us a really good picture about Father God in Matthew 7 and 7. It says, ask, like Oxa did, right? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who receives, I'm sorry, for everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will father, will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? This has kind of given us a picture. If you, being evil, we're the sinner here, okay? God's not. We are. <laughs> we're sinners. And if our children can ask and we would give them good things, well, then God not being sinful, God being so good, how much better of a gift do you think He can give if we would ask? That's kind of the picture. God would give such good gifts if we would ask. But then again, your request has to be reasonable, doesn't it? It has to be in line with God's will. Oxo was in line with a godly marriage, in order. Now, so many people ask God of things out of order. It's selfish. It's not in God's order. And then they don't receive. And then they start doubting God. You've got to be in order. But God does love to give. So we saw how Othniel is a picture of Jesus because he loved and he gave and sacrificed himself to win the one he loved. And now we saw Oxa submit herself to Othniel 
as like we are to submit ourselves to Jesus Christ. It says, submit to your husband as to the Lord, okay? And now we're seeing Caleb as a picture of God the Father, who gives good things to who? To those who ask him. To those who ask him. And just like how Caleb's heart was tender towards Oxa, his own daughter, if you are a child of God, then God's heart is also tender for you. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. (laughs) We serve a good God, don't we? He's a loving and giving God. I know a lot of people, their impression of God is he's up there in his throne with big lightning bolts in his hand, and he's making a fist, and he's just mad, and he wants to throw those bolts down and kill everybody because he's so mad and angry. And Wait a minute, guys. God's loving. He does have wrath. He has wrath for sin. But if you get saved to Jesus Christ, the sin penalty pass off onto the Lord on the cross, and it leaves you, and you're to live a repentant, continually, daily repentant life. And God has love for you. Did you know that? God loves you. He's a loving and giving God. And so there's no reason to get all bent out of shape and scared about the economy. And, oh, no, what's going to happen? What's the president going to do? What's Oh, what's the Democrats going to do? What's the Republicans going to do? This party, that party, this political move, that, that political move, the value of the dollar up, down. What's Europe going to do? And just, oh, come on, guys. It says, don't be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious. The media, social media, and the news media, everything going on is designed to stir the pot. Stop letting them have your mind. Stop letting them steal your peace. Don't be anxious. Pray and ask. And God loves to give because he's a giving God. But to qualify for the asking, you first have to be in godly order. Like Oxa, she's operating in godly order. And so because she operated in order through her husband, she asked him to ask her father for a field. She didn't bypass him. Had she bypassed her husband, how do you think that would have made Othniel feel? Men, you ever get bypassed by your wives? Wives, have you ever been bypassed by your man, by your husband? How does that make you feel? Let's operate in order. Aksa operated in godly order through Othniel, and so it came back to her as a blessing. It came back as a blessing. Now, the world out there is wondering right now, you turn on the news, you just watch what people are saying. The the boiled down version of everything they're saying out there right now is this. What's happening to all our blessing? What is happening to our blessing? They're wondering, why are we losing everything? Why is everything being taken away from us? Where's it all going? That's what they're asking. The world is out of order. That's why we're losing it. It, The world is out of order. Godly order brings blessing. And those who try to operate outside of God's order, they're headed for real trouble. The world may be falling and failing, but today you can make a choice to repent and live life God's way. And he will bless that. Isn't that good? Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time 
unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.